So we're in a series. If you missed last week, I'm just going to briefly catch you up. Uh, but I encourage you to watch last week. It was a fun kickoff. I had a lot of fun actually preaching the message last week. It was slow down. We talked about my trip uh, to Bahamas with Olivia, my mission trip to, recently with bah in the Bahamas. We talked about the security guard. And really, we went to, it, it, it's not island time, it's kingdom time not missing the moments, not missing the opportunities, and simply slowing down enough to even we got to the point of asking a question, can I pray for you? What is your need? What, what specifically can I pray for? So the series is really focused on James 1.19. And I might offend some of you by the titles of these three weeks, but last week was slow down. This week, which we're not even allowed to say in our house, shut up and listen. Hadassah last night at our little campfire, she's like, but we're not allowed to say shut up, but you're saying it on the stage. I was like, anything's allowed on the stage, girls. No, I'm just kidding. So it's shut up and listen, and next week is don't be a jerk, okay? And it's focused on this verse, essentially, James 1.19. Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. All right, so, so last week was really about slowing down, capturing the moment. This week, we're gonna, it's, it's shut up and listen, okay? And there's a point, because there's a time to speak, there's a time to be an encourager, there's a time to share the gospel, but there is certainly a time to shut up so that we can listen, okay? And then next week is simply, don't be a jerk. How many think that Christians, Christians shouldn't be jerks? Okay, we'll get there next week. Um, but let me, let me just share the two points today. So it's shut up and listen. How many know what the two points will be? First point, shut up. The second point in a little while is going to be listen, okay? Very simple, okay? I'm a firefighter. I try to keep things simple, all right? It's a KISS perspective, okay? So it's shut up, one, two, listen. So let me start with some jokes and puns because we're going to get into gossip, discord, slander, and flat out just talking too much, okay? So but let's have some fun. So a farm, this is called a farmer moved into a town. After getting settled in the new town, a farmer went to church to, for the first time. He found that the people in the church gossiped and shunned him for his poor appearance. After the service and after much pressure to the preacher, the preacher went to the farmer and told him, in this town we get dressed up for church, but I am but a humble farmer with no better clothes than these what shall I do the preacher says pray to God he will tell you what to do the next week the farmer came back to church wearing different clothes but they were no better than the other set of clothes that he had on before the preacher interrupted service to berate the farmer didn't I tell you to ask God what to wear and what to come in yes sir you did and did you do that yes sir I did and what did God tell you to wear well, to be honest, Father, he didn't know because he says he's never been to this church before. They do get better than this, but. I had a friend, all right? I looked at my timer. I'm like, okay, maybe a little time for a rabbit trail. Had a friend, Kevin Debman. He's been here a few times years ago. And uh, he, he was pastoring a church in California on the coast, a vineyard church. And uh, they kept, they had just replaced the carpet, built a newer building, and it was brand new carpet. They had just replaced carpet. And he had, he, they started reaching the people on the beaches and the streets and these homeless people. So they started coming in. And some of the people began to approach Kevin and say, hey, they're getting the carpet dirty. They're, they're not showering. They're coming in barefoot. And uh, he's like, okay, let me pray about that. So he comes to the elder board meeting. And at the meeting, he's like, hey, I, I, the Lord downloaded the perfect plan for me. I know what we can do. We're going to rip up all the new carpet because we wouldn't want to offend anybody that these people are coming in and getting our carpet dirty. Like, okay, it's fine. Never mind. Okay. It's just truth. All right. Here's a joke. I hate it when chefs gossip about stuff. All they do is stand around and stir the pot. This one's called How to Stop Church Gossip. Mildred. What a great name. The church gossip and self-appointed monitor of the church's morals kept sticking her nose into other people's business. Several members did not approve of her activities, but feared her enough to maintain their silence. She made a mistake, however, when she accused Frank, a new member, of being an alcoholic after she saw his old pickup parked in front of the town's only bar one afternoon. She emphatically told Frank and several others that everyone seeing it there would know what he was doing. Frank, a man of few words, stared at her for a moment and just turned and walked away. He didn't explain, defend, or deny. He said nothing. Later that evening, Frank quietly parked his pickup in front of Mildred's house, 
walked home, and left it there all night. All right, last joke. I really dislike gossipers. They disgust me. All right, time to brag, okay? That was just to buy some time for the people with children to come back in, okay? So if you miss it, you can watch it online. Probably not worth it, though. Let me brag on somebody. Last, uh, after last week's service, Pete, have name. Pete, right, wave your hand with the colorful, sweet Hawaiian shirt today. Um, he came up to me. He's like, man, I love your message. I try to live that. And he begins to share his story and how he just stops for people. And, and then we, we came up with this, like, profound revelation. He's like, but I like to drive fast, too. And he said, I'll pull over for anybody that's in help or has a flat tire and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know. I actually, I actually know that about Pete. And he shares another story. He's like, but sometimes I drive fast. I'm in the fast lane, and I miss them. And I was like, Pete, that alone would preach. That goes right with my message. If we're in the fast lane all the time, we'll miss the things and sometimes miss our exit or miss what we're called to because we're just so focused on getting from A to Z, right? So he's like, yeah. He's like, so I need to slow down and, and all this. So we get this message this week to the church Facebook message. Right, we've got a picture of it here so you can read along. There it is. This is to the church. I was stranded on the side of the road, and a man named Pete from your church helped us and took my husband and kids to make sure they were self, to make sure they were safe. <laughs> Thank you for that. This is a lady messaging the church, thanking the church for what Pete did. We got a, had an automatic response, and then we responded. Uh, hi, wow, thank you so much for sharing that. Pete is truly amazing. So thankful he stopped to help you out. We will pass along your message to him. Bless you. He helped us when no one would. God sent him to us. Slow down, right? Pete did it. Pete did, wasn't just a hearer. We're going to read this a little later. He was a doer. He didn't just listen. He slowed down. He was obedient. He listened, and he became a doer of the word, not just a hearer. Now, that is an example to follow, right? And that's what we talked about last week. So this week, we're really going to continue to press in of, of not just slow down, but be slow to speak and quick to listen. And that's really what it is. Shut up and listen. Be slow to speak, quick to listen. Next week we'll get into the anger part. So let's go to James 3, 5 through 12. James again reminds us a little later on. We've been focusing last week and part of this week now on James 1. But James 3, James is now confronting, controlling the tongue. It says this, But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire, and the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Isn't this amazing? Surely, my brothers and sisters, that is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. So I think, I think what James is saying here is if you're not going to be life-giving and you're not going to be edifying, if you're not going to be Christ-like with your tongue, what's he saying? Shut up. He said, you shut up. Because although a small member of your body, it produces a forest fire. Matthew 12, 34 says it like this. Jesus is teaching the disciples, and, and he's going into to several different things during this chapter 12. And he says this in 34. You brood of vipers, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. But let, me just, let me just present this. Your mouth is literally a reflection. It is a mirrored image scripturally from your heart. If you're negative, if you're gossiping, if you're, if you're sowing seeds of discord, if you're, if you're doing these things, something in your heart is now being revealed. Even to the point of, if all you're focusing on is this, 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 or look at this, or, or man, I'm studying this, and I'm repeating this, maybe there's fear that's coming out. 
Maybe all you're talking about is the economy. Maybe all you're talking about is politics. Maybe all you're talking about, let's, you know, then something's coming out. Maybe all you're talking about is others. Then insecurities are coming out. There's insecurities in your heart. There's these things that, that all of a sudden, if whatever's coming out, it's literally the mirror of what's happening in the heart, and it's this alarm. It's this beautiful thing. I, I, I know my mouth and how, not just what I say, but the tone in which I say it is an alarm clock for me to know, okay, I need, full of, I need more Jesus. Any, anybody else like that? You find yourself, yesterday, we were, we were packing up at the cabin. It was so hot. I mean, so hot. It was humid. It had just stormed and rained, and then all of a sudden, it just, it just lit up. And we're trying to pack the trailer, and I was like, okay, last call. We had a generator. I said, last call for, um, for the generator. Last call to flush the toilet. All right? So, so we get through, and we're, we're, like, getting all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, I pack up the generator. We lift it into the trailer. I get it strapped in, get stuff packed around it. Nicole comes out. She's like, I forgot to flush the toilet. <sighs> so I unpack it because I wanted her still to be pressure in the tank, in the pump when somebody else goes. So anyway, so I go, I unload it, get it all unpacked, get it over there. And then all of a sudden, we flush the toilet. But in that process, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? And I'm just, I don't have a shirt on. I'm just sweating. Like it's just dripping down my elbows, that kind of sweat. You know, it's so hot. So at any rate, it was not a great heart that was, and I was being squeezed. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know this. When you're squeezed, your heart comes out. When you're squeezed, if you're full of Holy Spirit, kindness, gentleness, patience, self-control, those things come out. But if you're not full of Holy Spirit and you're squeezed, all of a sudden this other stuff comes out. And it's this alarm. So, so as we move on, Proverbs 18, 21 says it like this. And let me just be honest. If you want to know what's going on in somebody else's heart, good or bad, or just because of the, being interested in the lives of others, like we talked about last week, shut up and listen. If you just shut up and listen, you're going to hear what's on other people's hearts. You're going to hear their interests. You're going to hear maybe some wisdom. You're maybe going to hear some insight. You're going to hear some good things because people have value. People have great insight, great things. And if we just slow down and shut up, we might get some advice. Or we might get some insight of what we can pray for, or what they might be going through, or some hurts, or some issues, or maybe some, some hang-ups. So Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruits. There is power in our tongue, either death or life. The tongue, the words, our mouth, is either life-giving or destructive. And that's it. It's, it's one or the other. And, and, and how, how careful would we be if every single thing that came out of our mouth actually happened? I had somebody say that. I listened to a message once. Because you're actually committing a curse at times in the things we're declaring, decreeing, saying, prophesying, cursing, right? There's these things that are coming out of our mouth. So what if every time, like Nicole says, well, that'll never happen. Don't say that. What if it never happened? You just made a decree of something that was negative. There's life or death, and literally there's power in your tongue. Matthew, um, let, me, let me define a few things, because I just want to settle the score here on a few things. Is that all right? Everybody just strap on your boots. Get them? Come on. Act like it right now. Strap those boots on. Those are steel-toed boots today. Because all of us at one time or another fall in one of these categories, whether we know it or not, in the name of, well, I just needed help, or in the name of, I just want them to pray. I want to talk about slander, discord, and gossip. Okay? Slander. Let me read Webster's definition of slander. The utterance of false charges or misrepresentations which defame or damage another's reputation. A false or defamatory oral statement about a person. That's slander. And oftentimes we mix up discord and gossip, which the Bible confronts with slander. Because we'll say, we'll say, well, well, it's true. No. Okay. If it's true, it's slander. If it's if it's not true, or if it's maybe true, whatever, it's now we're moving into gossip, whether it's true or not. We're moving into get discord if it's true or not. See, there's this thing to say, well, it has to be damaging or negative. No, anything to position anybody else against somebody else is discord. Let me move on. Gossip. A person who habitually reveals personal or sensitive facts about others. 
Gossip is not slanderous. Gossip is not always bad, okay? It's, it's revealing personal facts about somebody else. A rumor, a report of an intimate nature, a chatty talk. Sometimes we get mixed up when we say, well, well, gossip, it's not gossip because it's not negative. No, if you're revealing an intimate detail about somebody, it's gossip. If you're in somebody else's business, it's gossip. Bruce and I were recently having lunch and we had this conversation about gossip and, and he's like, it's anytime you're in a position of information, receiving or sharing that you don't have authority in. If I begin to hear something about somebody or something that I don't have authority in, I don't have relation with, I don't have accountability in, I don't have the position in their life for, now I'm part of gossip. What happened to Matthew 18? Where if you have something about somebody, you go directly to them, not everybody else. What happened to Matthew 18 in the key to confrontation that Jesus shares? That if you want to talk about somebody, you better never say it without saying it to them directly and having that position in their life and that involvement in their life and that position of authority in their life. Shut up and have others shut up. When somebody comes to you about something, let me, let me just teach you the culture of honor real quick. It's not buying into the belief of somebody of who they're not without celebrating who they are. It's, it's, not, it's stopping it too. It's not just partaking in it. It's not just being the gossip. It's, it's allowing somebody to come to me with information, intimate details, something about somebody else without me stopping it. The honor would be, hey, have you shared that with them? Have you went to them? Well, I'm just coming to you because I just needed somebody to get it off my chest. You're gossiping. Well, I just want you to pray with me. Go pray with them. Got your boots on still? I'm guilty. I do it at work. I allow people to tell me what the other shift did the day before. Did you? And, I, and very seldom in that realm because I'm, thinking, I'm not thinking church mode all the time. Well, they didn't wash the trucks. And I walk away. Well, did you tell them this morning that they didn't wash the trucks? Like, there's, there's all these little seeds that we allow to take root. And guess what? Eventually, it is forming a seed of an opinion about somebody. Discord. Let me read this, because I, I want to I get into this. Because oftentimes, we will believe the first version of what we hear. A lot of times, our perspective, our opinion on something, our outlook on something is usually the first version that we hear. Discord. A harsh or unpleasant sound, lack of agreement or harmony as between persons, things, or idea. Discord creates division. It's active quarreling or conflict resulting from discord among persons or fractions. Sowing a seed, any seed, to turn somebody against somebody else. It could be the smallest little thing. Can you believe the pastor parks in the third space and doesn't allow that for visitors? And not in the back of the parking lot? Or it could be, man, the pastor should be due honor. He should park in the first space. Either way, there's seeds. Come tell me where to park. Because I don't give a rip. I find an open spot. There is no method to my madness. I'm... This morning I pull in, I see the worship team outside just, just hanging out and laughing. I'm honking, waving, and I'm just pulling in. The reality is many times we, we muddle in things in the name of other things, in the name of, well, I'm just concerned, or, or have, has anybody done this, or, or I just want you to pray with me. No, you're turning me against them. You're sowing discord. Go to them. Biblically, Matthew 18, go to them. If it doesn't work, take two or three others, go to them. If it doesn't work, bring it to the elders of the church and then get some counsel and some wisdom and some help. There is a structure in which to work out uh, offenses and issues. And so often we're just, da, 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 da. you know why? Because we're not busy about the kingdom business, we're bored. We're more focused on others than we are Jesus. I hear, well, man, it's so loud in here today because a drummer was running sound today. What do you expect when a drummer runs sound? It's gonna be loud. 
because they're locked up in that, that, that cage all the time with the, with the cymbals ruining part of their hearing all the time. I was a drummer. I love it loud. It's discord. It's like, go to, the, go to the, James. Hey, man, I thought it was too loud today. Bless you, brother. That should be James' response because we're more focused about that crap than we are worshiping Jesus. I'm fired up about this because I see so much division rumbling and it's wrong. All of us growing up by a teacher, by a parent, by a grandparent, or somebody says, if you don't have something nice to say about somebody, don't say anything at all. But we find ourselves doing this, doing that, doing this. That literally leads to the division. And it's a device of the enemy to split the church, to split families, to split relationships, and turn you and not allow you to see from heaven's perspective. And let me just tell you this. We so often go to others before we go to God. This is one, within one of the main points. This was what, the main thing that was on my heart. So often, I will ask Nicole, how was my message Sunday without asking Jesus what he thought about it? So often, you'll, you'll go to somebody else. What do you think about this? Have you asked God? What does he think about it? What does he want? In, in, a, in a good way, I shared last week that I was sharing intimately with Olivia and asking, she's, since a little girl, wanted to be the greatest children's doctor in history on the planet. She wants to be a pediatrician with, with neonates and little babies. And I begin to ask her, okay, do you want a family of your own? Do you want kids? Have you processed this? And I begin to ask her these difficult questions because I said, honey, you're talking 11, 12 years after high school. Is that what you want? Is that, is that the calling on your life? And she's looking at me puzzled. And then I like back up. I was like, have you asked God what he wants? I said, all right, we're not going to have any more conversation until you ask God. This is great. It's great dreams. I don't want to be a dream crusher. You know that. I'm a dream fueler. Like, I love powder. The apostolic mantle in my life is to fuel dreams and empower people and allow them to believe in themselves things they're not believing yet. Like, that's what I love. But there's also like, okay, what's God saying about this? What's God saying about that situation? What's God saying about that person? What's God saying about that circumstance? Well, we'll just, why? Because we're like the hens in my chicken coop. And they're, well, first off, they're so afraid of the roosters, they won't come out. So then they're left in their board. And we got like nine roosters right now, accidentally. We hatched like 20 chickens last year to try to get like a new generation because they're growing old. And I was like, man, they're going to start dying. They started dying. And so we raised them. And then like we gave Nick five, four were roosters. We didn't know yet. So four out of five were roosters. I was like, I think there's just one rooster. That's the evangelist speaking, you know, that side of things. So anyway, we raised, now we're like nine roosters, man, and they are just having their way with those hens. They're so, they're, one of them hit the hens so hard in the back, I had to paralyze it, I had to put it out. Like, it, it is a mess, right? Because chickens have nothing to do, so that's why we talk about the mother hens of the church, or the hen, like, because they don't have anything better to do. Let me just say this, uh, when, and, I used to struggle with temptation and lust and pornography. Even as a believer, I struggle with these things. At times, there's still temptation, right? And I find it when I'm bored, when I'm at home alone, when, I don't, when I'm not doing the kingdom business, and when I'm not consumed by the all-consuming fire of God. I find myself muddling or thinking or, or, or doing these things. But when I'm consumed by Jesus, I am focused on him, and I'm doing his business. I don't have time to worry about everybody else. As a pastor, as a shepherd, yes, I do. I pray for you. I get, I get involved when, when it's the rightful way. Matthew 18, people will come to me. Have you went to them? Every time, every time. Have you said this to this person? Have you said it directly? Have you, have you had a meeting? Have you confronted them yet? No. Okay, start there. If that doesn't work out, please, please let me know, and then we'll, we'll try to work it out for the next step. Because there is a process, and at times it's not worked out, and that's fine. We don't always have to agree. Last week I was talking about unity. Unity is not everybody thinking and being the same. Unity is not conformity. It's everybody being different, coming together in unity and agreement and love. <sighs> we good with that? I think you might be able to unstrap your boots a little bit. Here's some scriptures for shut up because I got off task. Proverbs 13.3. Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Proverbs 17, 27 through 28 says this. Whoever restrains his words has knowledge, 
And he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. You don't want to sound stupid? What? Shut up. <laughs> My grandpa was with few words, and he probably, we would all say, those who knew him, one of the wisest people on earth. He didn't talk much. He was wise, but it was also because he didn't talk much. Because he knew he was wise and knew not to talk much. And when he said things, it was powerful and effective because it wasn't this wah, 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 wah. And they always have an input for everything. They always have an opinion about something. They always have a story about that. They always have a buddy for that. They always have wah, 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 wah. Calculated words in the right time. Because there is a time and there's a place. Ecclesiastes says it like this. 3-7. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silent and a time to speak. There is a time. There is a time to speak. There is a time when you are in a position of somebody's life and they've given you that permission of authority to be involved in that. There is a time to be encouragement. There is a time to prophesy. There is a time to share the gospel. There is a time to lead and to cast vision and to be, right? There is a time. But then there's a time to what? Shut up. Ephesians 4.29 says this, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Colossians 4.6 says this, Let your speech always be what? Gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. Now, it could be a little spicy. It could have a little sting. What I was just saying a minute ago had some sting. We went through the whole story with the prodigal son um, with our girls, and it was the message on the focus on, on who are you, and it was the identity. And we went through the whole story, and we talked about the gifts he received, and we talked about the father's love. And we said, girls, who do you think, who thinks that he deserved the gifts? And all, both, two of the girls, Hadassah didn't have an answer, two of the girls said, no, I don't think he deserved those gifts. The love and the forgiveness, yes, but probably not the gifts. And then Chloe says, well, just as much as we don't deserve forgiveness and we don't deserve grace, we receive it. So he didn't deserve it, but he should be receiving it. So, okay, that's profound. That's great. So then I, I, here's, here's a word of salt to the girls. I said, can I say something in love and can I challenge you? Would you be open to being challenged right now? I asked permission, even to my own daughters. And the two that said, said he didn't deserve it. I said, I challenge you. They gave me permission. And, 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 and I said, I challenge you, if you don't think he deserved the gifts of the Father's radical love, because 1 John 3, 1 says we are children of God. That is what we are. See what great love the Father will lavish on us, right? I said, if you don't think he deserved that, I want to challenge you that you're probably still thinking like a slave or an orphan. That had some salt in it. I said, I want you to pray into that. I want you to receive that. And I want you to ask God what he thinks about that. See, this is what we're doing. We're training. Now, now, I had authority. I had position in life. I'm their dad. But I still ask permission in that realm to speak into it. Now, I can give counsel. I can give accountability. I can give those things because I have their permission. Let me, let me move on here. In, in kids' class this week, we were upstairs praying, and the, some of the kids' ministers are up there at times. And, and she's like, I just am excited. Ty's saying, I'm excited. The big kids are learning about hearing God's voice. And I'm excited because we're learning about Samuel and, and hearing God's voice. I was like, I know Aaron's focusing more on, 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 on shutting up. No, actually, the main message is listen, because we can't listen unless we shut up. The Lord is speaking. Let, let me get into this. Jeremiah 33, 1 through 3. It says this. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the Lord gave him the second message this is what the Lord says. The Lord who made the earth, who formed and established it, whose name is the Lord. So basically, like, like the Lord is saying this. The Lord who created the heavens and the earth. The Lord who created everything and established it. The Lord is saying this. So he's like, okay, the Lord is saying this. Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets you did not know about the things to come. The Bible says, ask him. 
The Bible's saying, ask him and he'll tell us things. But if we're always talking, we'll never listen. Listen, the good Lord gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Because we should be listening twice as much as we should ever be talking. That's communications 101. An effective communicator listens 60%, speaks 40 or less. That's an effective leader, an effective communicator. And there is a purpose that we, most of us, got two ears, one mouth. But oftentimes, this is running way more than these are taking in. Am I right? Not with Zach. Zach listens way more than he talks. Some of you others, too, but you get my point. I got to pick on Zach a minimum of once a month. It's a new month. Done for the month. If your mouth's running, you can't be listening, okay? Elijah. Elijah's pulled in his cave. Long story short, for the sake of time, Elijah, the thing that pulled him out wasn't the, the wind, the fire, or all these, these bells and whistles, right? It was the still, soft voice of the Lord because he was in the season of desperation, but he was listening. That's part of, of part two of slowing down is when we slow down, we actually shut up and we can listen. We cannot hear the voice of God if we've got all this distraction, we've got all this mess going on, or if we're talking and we're part of this stuff. All of a sudden, we can't listen. What's God saying? Let me just say what God says trumps anything else what anybody else says. Now, I do find that people confirm what God says, and most of all, the Word confirms what God says, and people will use the Word to confirm what God says. So that is listening to God through the Word, through people who you trust are in the Word. But if we're just always talking, and we're always part of that, and we're part of the things I read earlier with gossip, discord, maybe even slander, all of a sudden... Or if we're one of those people that's asking others or, or, or doing what my selfish desires want more than we're asking God, man, we're not listening. Last week, part of slowing down, one of the points was obedience. Obedience is listening, humbling ourselves, and knowing that God is a greater authority than myself or the other's opinions about me. Let, let, let me move on here. There's this radio. I got this for just today. Young people, this is a radio. This is an antenna. Those of you who are old enough, born maybe in the 80s or prior, will understand that we didn't have the devices all on our smartphones and gadgets. We didn't have that. I was my dad's remote control to a TV. I was the adjuster of the antenna. antenna. Could you fix those rabbit ears? I think if you point them more that way, it'll work. I want to watch big time wrestling. Come on. Can you turn the channel? And there was like two knobs, and you're like, one went real fast. One was like, duk, 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 right? Was that VHF, UHF, or something like that? So this is a radio, old-time radio, all right? Let, let, me just, let, let me just present a visual lesson for you. When we shut up, we can hear, okay? If I'm, not ta- if I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. Uh, we can't hear it. It's on, but we can't really hear it because you're hearing more, me louder than this. When we shut up and listen, we can hear it. That's annoying, because that's the hens talking. Let me just say this. God's always speaking. All we do, we just tune in a little bit. And then eventually, we find something. Hopefully it's not terrible. Featuring Dante Bow, positive, encouraging K-Love. I'm Lori. That was not on purpose. The ways that the enemy lies to us, deceives, and manipulates us. Listen, but then all of a sudden we get distracted and we're like, oh wait, we get a little distant from God. And now we're like, oh wait, let's, let's turn Let's turn it again. Oh, wait. And then sometimes we land on junk. 95.7 sometimes is junk. And it's sowing seeds of discord in our hearts, and now we're turned against our government. But then we just tune in. at Caleb and providing you a moment like this. Okay, that's way too loud. So, if we tune in, listen, let me, me, the point of the message is, if we can shut up and we can tune in, God's always speaking. It's whether we can silence the distractions and all we do is tune into what he's saying. And I'm telling you, there are so many distractions. And then there's this thing called AM. I think only my dad listens to AM. And it's only on 700. There's nothing else on AM. <laughs> so sometimes we're on the wrong channel. And I, I'm like, I can't find anything. I realize, oh, my finger hit the button. I'm accidentally on AM. Where's my country or my K-Love or my Air One, right? And that's the thing. But, but here's the thing. God, it, it is, there are always these things going through the airwaves. 
There's these frequencies that are happening in the air, and we can tune in. And let me just say, when we had like old, lesser quality microphones, all of a sudden we'd start to pick up other radios or other radio like semi-traffic because they were interfering with the frequency of the, of the things in our microphones. So sometimes there's this interference, there's these distractions, and sometimes we just won't shut up to tune in when God's speaking. I can't believe I paid $30 on Amazon for that two-minute illustration. I was like, I need an old-school radio, and I didn't have one. It's effective, though. Piano can come. Or whatever. I'm done. I forgot to tell you I was closing. The Holy Spirit's always speaking. God is always speaking. And, and oftentimes we find ourselves asking others. We find ourselves caught up in the mess. We find ourselves caught up in, in the things that we shouldn't be caught up in. And, and I'm not just saying you're doing it. I'm saying sometimes we're caught up in it. And sometimes I fall into that. Sometimes I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's terrible. Man, I can't believe they did that. That's awful. Because mystery loves company. Sometimes it just pulls you right in. I'm telling you. There, there is a kingdom way of doing things. There is, a, there, is a, there is a kingdom way that it was established by Jesus, that was established even back to Moses and on through Paul, through Jesus himself teaching about the order of dealing with oughts and offenses and issues and people in the church. Listen, we're no different than the people of the Bible. Why do you think Paul had to write all those letters? Why do you think he's writing about this stuff? Because they were doing it. Today is just a gentle nudge it might have been a little bit more than gentle. Nudge to stop it. Shut up. Only share your business to the people that belong in your business. Only share the business of your business. It is not your business to share other business. <laughs> it is not your business to share others' business. When you're doing that, it is gossip. By definition, by scripture, it is gossip when you're sharing details, intimate things, or personal things about anybody else. It's gossip. And anytime you sow any seed against anybody, even to just the smallest little seed, it's discord. Those are the things that grow fruit. And let me just say, some fruit I don't want in this church. Some fruit I don't want in the kingdom. Some fruit I don't want in this region. And listen, I, I love the body of Christ. I love the other churches. And at times, be like, can you, that, somebody will come to me, maybe another pastor. Well, they're preaching this at that church. Bless them. Bless them. Transform them, Lord. That ain't my business. And you sharing that business is trying to turn me against that business. When we're all in the business of Jesus, we're all in the business of God. I don't have time. I don't have time to have a thought in my head that God doesn't have in his. I'm not getting caught up in the mess and I'm not choosing sides. <laughs> Golly. There are not sides in the kingdom. There's only one side. We're Jesus' sons and daughters and we're his people. At times people are hurt and they make messes and we love them. But I only get involved in the things I have authority over. And if I'm asked to be involved, I ask permission to have authority in it. Why don't you stand with me? Actually, no, don't stand. You sit right now I forgot what I was doing I was waiting for the band to start so we get we get busy so we slow down I, I wanted to take a moment and I wanted to just stop okay I know shut up is a harsh word we literally are not allowed to say that in my house I just thought it was fun to get your attention be slow to speak is the biblical context. Slow to speak, quick to listen. So shut up and listen would be the slang, the urban, the urban Bible dictionary. So, so here's what we're doing. We're creating, I wanna create a moment here. And I believe we just, today is a time, we're gonna take a few minutes here, that I just want you to tune in with the, with the Lord. Now, there might be a crying baby, and that's awesome, that's life. There might be somebody moving in front of you. It might not be in a tune or, or a key that you like on the worship. It might be too soft or too, low, too loud. I don't know. That's when you just adjust the antenna a little bit and you move the dial a little bit and you focus in. I want to tune into Jesus. I got to remove that distraction. I got to get on the right FM dial and I got to make sure I'm only listening to Jesus. That's what right now is. So, so I journal and some of you journal. So, and I journal on my phone. 
I want to create a moment here. I, I believe this. I believe Holy Spirit, and if you're watching at home, I believe Holy Spirit's speaking right now. I believe he's talking to us about things, some things. He may be even clearly communicating and convicting us on some things. He may be directing us to some things. Maybe there's some things that's going on in your life. Maybe there's some hardship. Maybe, maybe there's some choices coming. I believe the Lord's speaking in those things. I know the Lord, let me just say this. The Lord is speaking on every one of those things. We just tune in and we slow down and we remove the distractions and we just stay in our lane, hopefully the slow lane. And we pick up what the Lord's saying in that. So often we seek the approval of others. We seek the information and the insight of others when the Lord has so much more profound and so much better direction, so much more clear wisdom, so much more supernatural intervention and redemption and freedom and everything that we're trying to go to others for. His affirmation is the only one that matters. So in this moment, I would love for you, just they're just gonna play for a moment. Just, just listen. And maybe you journal some things. Maybe you ask the Lord some things. The Bible says, if you ask me anything in my name, it says, ask anything in his name, he will do it. He says, ask anything in my name, I will do it. And that's all we're gonna do. But, but when we ask, we have to be quiet to listen. When we ask, we have to listen, listen. When we ask, Jesus is a person, Holy Spirit is a person. He has a voice. And when we ask, he responds. He responds to our prayer. He responds to our cry. He responds to, to our conversation. He responds to our intimacy. And he is always speaking. All we do is tune in. And I believe he's speaking on some things today. I believe he's giving some clear vision today. I believe he's giving insight. Maybe it's a vision, maybe it's a picture. It's not just always an audible voice. Sometimes it's a thought, sometimes it's a vision, sometimes it's an image, it's a feeling. But I believe he is communicating, he is speaking today. So for the next three to four minutes, I just wanna give you time to ask, to process, and to journal, to have that insight with the Lord.
to just hear the voice, the nudge, a direction from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit. Just raise your hand and begin to hear. I, I would say the key to hearing his voice is being quiet and, and intentionality. But to be intentional, we have to tune in. We, we have to get on the right channel. I'd love to read you what, what, what the Lord just began to speak and I just journal what I heard. I want to first share, the name Simmons means, means good listener, means listener. It also means victor. It means a person of victory. And um, I don't even know if my family knows that, but that's what it means. And, and if you've ever talked to any of us, if we're asking questions, oftentimes we zone out. We're like, and we're not even listening anymore. Sometimes I'll, so I'm, I'm just coming at you guys for a second. They'll ask me a question, and I can tell they've zoned out. And I'll just start blabbering gibberish, and they don't catch it. I'm like, then the frog jumped over the purple monkey, and it was good, right? You're like, where at times it's it's fun, but at times it's because oftentimes what you're called to be and do, the enemy wants to take you off course. And I do the exact same thing. I'll I'll be, and it's not because I don't care. It's because. We're victors and we're thinking of what's next. We're thinking of what you're saying and we're thinking of maybe a response. We're thinking of something of, of maybe what's to come or that's tied to another thing. And now we're like, we're split, right? And it's not because we don't care. It's because I am, I'm supposed to be a good listener. Olivia, we, we tease her and, and her main name means purity. And when she was little, she would lie about everything. I mean everything. Did you eat the cookie? Nope. And there's chocolate chips all over her mouth. Like, because she's being challenged in that area. At times, we're challenged in the very area that we're being called to. And we're supposed to be good listeners, and we're supposed to be victorious. And at times, those are areas that, that we're challenged at. And, and, and I'm just here to encourage you, like, like, you are called to be you. But that has to come from God. And you have to distract, remove all the distractions. I'm not trying to think of the solution. I'm not trying to think of what's next. That's oftentimes with us, or at least with me, why I'm distracted in listening. It's because I'm thinking about what's next. I'm thinking of my response, and then I lose track of what the person's saying right in front of me. Because if I shut up, I might actually hear what's truly on their heart or might hear their thoughts on it or their insight. So here's what the Lord began to speak. He said, build, build, build. The harvest is coming. Get ready. Receive the harvest. Sort out the chaff from the wheat. Love conquers. Love cleanses. Love reveals the fathers. Father. His ways are true. His promises are yes and amen. By faith, receive. It is a reaping season of what's been sown. Raise up and release the harvesters. You are a silo. You are a safe place, not just to store, but to prepare the fruit to regenerate. It's the parable of the sower. Everything is in seed form. A generational movement is happening. It's in seed form. It's a generational convergence and blessing. It's just silence, just being still and knowing he's God, just creating that moment. All of a sudden, the Lord begins to give me vision and see this silo and see what upper room's called to be. 
So many times I get caught up, personally, I get caught up in the busyness, going from A to Z, and this and this, and as I spoke about last week. Sometimes if we just be still and we be quiet and we be slow to speak, we are quick to listen. Why don't you stand with me? empower you to be Matthew 18 conflict resolvers he has given us the ministry of reconciliation reconciliation is, is bringing two divided things back together that's reconciling things making sure they're they're together and right when somebody comes to you there's there's division it's our job to be have the ministry of reconciliation bring those things back together so I encourage you be a wall be a wall. It's not rude. It's biblical. <laughs> be a wall. Go to the person. Have you went to the person? Yes. Nothing happened. Okay. Let's bring some people in. No, I've not went to the person. Go to the person. If somebody starts to sow seed, and I'm talking workplace, I'm not talking just church. I'm talking your family. Man, I can't tell you how many times Hadassah or one of the girls come to us, well, my sister did this or this or this. And like, oh, did you tell them? Did you share your feelings with them? No. Go do that. You're not going to do anything? Not until you try to do something. It's exactly what we say. We need to, we need to do this. And, and then once we silence all that, once, we're, once we be, be still and once we, we are, are slow to speak, we can tune in, be quick to listen to the Lord. Quick to listen what he's trying to tell us through people directly, through his word. Okay, create time for that. Create, be intentional. So Lord, I thank you. Lord, I, I bless you you, Jesus. I thank you for the word. I thank you for what you're doing in, through, and around us. I thank you for these nudges. And, and just as, as Paul and James and others wrote letters to, to encourage and correct and edify the church, Lord, I thank you for this correction. I thank you for this edification. I thank you for this encouragement. And we say yes, and we know that your promises are yes and amen. We thank you. We receive this word. We receive it as a seed. We love you, Jesus. Lord, let us be the light in our families. Let us be the light around celebrating the independence and the freedom in this nation this weekend. Lord, we thank you. Protect those who are driving. We ask, Lord, that you give us the power of self-control and that you keep people safe, Lord. Keep people off the road who don't belong on the road, who have been drinking or whatever, Lord. We just pray safety this weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, don't forget your water bottles as you go out and bless somebody. Bless you guys. Have a great week. If you need prayer, the prayer team will be up here. If you need healing, salvation, if you have questions about the Lord, we'd love to pray with you. God bless you guys.